Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Problem on Balak by Roger D. Aycock This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander Problem on Balak by Roger D. Aycock Side note Sometimes you can solve your problem by running out on it. What I'm getting at is that you don't ever have to worry about being bored stiff in solar exploitation's fieldwork. It never gets dull, and in some pretty strange places at that. Take the SE-2100's discovery of Balak, which is a little planet circling seventy Ophicui, some twenty thousand light-years from Earth, for example. You'd never expect to run across the greatest race of surgeons in the galaxy, structural, neural, or what have you, on a little apple like that any more than you'd expect a four-man complement like ours to be handed the sort of life-and-death problem they put to us. And if by some miracle of prophecy you anticipated both, it's a cinch you'd never expect that problem to be solved in the way ours was. Captain Corelli and Gibbons and I couldn't have gone more than a hundred yards from the SE-2100, before we met our first Balakian native, or, to be more accurate, before he met us. Corelli and I were filling our little sterilized bottles with samples of soil and vegetation, and keeping a wary eye out for possible predators when it happened. Gibbons, our ecologist, and the scientific mainspring of our crew, was watching a swarm of little twelve-legged bugs, that were busily pollinating a dwarf shrub at the top and collecting payment in drops of white sap that oozed out at the bottom in return. His eyes were shining behind their spectacles, and he was swearing to himself in a pleased monotone. "'Signal the ship and tell the quack if you can pry that hypochondriac idiot away from his gargles and germicide sprays to bring out a live specimen container.' he called to Captain Corelli. We've stumbled onto something really new here, a conscious symbiosis between entirely dissimilar life-forms, if the rest of the flora and fauna cooperate like this. At the moment Gibbon's discovery didn't register, because it was just then that the first Balakian showed himself. The native looked at first glance something like a wrinkled pink octopus, standing three feet high and nearly as broad and he walked in a skip-a-step swing like a man on crutches, because his three short legs were set in a horizontal row. He had four arms to each side, the lower ones meant for grasping and holding, and the upper ones for manipulation. He didn't have a head, exactly, 
but there was a face of sorts up near the top of the body that looked like nothing so much as a politely grinning orientals he wasn't armed but i took no chances i dropped my specimen kit and yanked out the heat gun that is a part of every essay field operative's gear captain corelli who was on the point of calling the quack at the ship took his thumb off the mic button and grabbed for his own weapon gibbons like a true scientist stood by with his mouth open too interested to be scared then the balakian spoke and corelli and i gaped wider than gibbons as i said before balak is some twenty thousand light-years from earth and to our knowledge we were the first human beings ever to come within a hundred parsecs of the place please don't shoot gentlemen he said to us in terran my name is gaffa and i assure you that i am quite friendly i had to give gibbons credit for being fast on his mental feet he had taken over before corelli and i could get our mouths closed and was talking to the native as if this sort of thing happened every time we made planetfall you speak terran fluently gibbon said or is this some sort of telepathic contact that creates the illusion of oral communication the native grinned delightedly the contact is oral we learned your language from an independent planet hunter named haslop who was wrecked here some years ago in solar exploitations you learn to expect the unexpected but to me this was stretching coincidence clear out of joint we had the latest zero interval transference drive made and i couldn't believe that any independent planet stalker could have beaten us here with outmoded equipment a terran i asked where is he now coming up gaffa said with my fellows a couple of dozen other balakians looking exactly like him bore down on us through the dwarf shrubbery and with them were two lanky terrans dressed in loose shirt and drawers ensembles which obviously had been made on balak even at a distance the terrans looked disturbingly alike and when they got closer i could see that they were identical twins you don't count so good chum i said i see two terrans only one gaffa corrected grinning wider the other is one of us i didn't believe it of course corelli didn't get it either his eyes had a glazed look and he was shaking his head like a man with a gnat in his ear one of the terrans rushed up to us with tears in his eyes and his adam's apple bobbing so overcome with emotion that i was afraid he might kiss us i'm ira herslop he said in a choked voice i've been marooned here for twenty-two eternal years and i never thought i'd see a terran face again and now he stopped but not for breath the other skinny terran had grabbed his arm and swung him around what the hell do you think you're doing you masquerading nightmare the second one yelled i'm ira haslop and you damn well know it if you think you're going to pass yourself off as me and go home to earth in my place 
The first Haslop gaped at him for a moment. Then he slapped the other's hand off his arm and shook a bony fist in his face. So that's your game. That's why these grinning freaks made you look like me and threw us together all these years. They've planned all along to ring in a switch and send you home instead of me. Well, it won't work. The second Haslop swung on him then, and the two of them went to the mat like a pair of loose-drawered tigers, cursing and gooching. The grinning natives separated them after a moment and examined them carefully for damage, chattering away with great satisfaction in their own language. Corelli and Gibbons and I stared at each other like three fools. It was impossible to think that either of the two men could be anything but what he claimed to be, a perfectly normal and thoroughly angry Terran, but when each of them swore that one of them, the other one, of course, was an alien, and the natives backed up the accusation, what else could we believe? Gaffa, who seemed to be a sort of headman, took over and explained the situation, which seemed to be an incredibly long-range gag cooked up by these octopod jokers, without the original Haslop's knowledge, against the day when another Terran ship might land on Balak. Their real intent, Gaffa said, was to present us with a problem that could be solved only by a species with a real understanding of its own kind. If we could solve it, his people stood ready to assist us in any way possible. If not, I didn't like the sound of it, so I reached for my heat gun again. So did Captain Corelli and Gibbons, but we were too slow. A little stinging bug, another link in the cooperative Balakian ecology, bit each of us on the back of the neck, and we passed out cold. When we woke up again, we were guests of Gaffa and his tribe, in a sort of settlement miles from the SE-2100, and there wasn't so much as a nail-file among us in the way of weapons. The natives hadn't bothered to shackle us or lock us up. We found ourselves lying instead in the middle of a circular court, surrounded by mossy mounds that looked like flattened beehives but which were actually dwellings where the Balakians lived. We learned later that the buildings were constructed by swarms of tiny burrowing brutes, like termites, who built them up grain by grain, according to specifications. I can't begin to explain the principle behind the harmony existing between all living things on Balak. It just was and seemed to operate like a sort of hypersympathy or interlocking telepathy between species. Every creature on the planet performed some service for some other creature, even the plants, which grew edibles without pain nerves so it wouldn't hurt to be plucked, and which sent up clouds of dust-dry spores once a week to make it rain. And the three-legged eight-armed natives were right at the top of this screwy utopia, lords of it all. Not that any of us were interested at first in it as an ecological marvel, of course. From the moment we woke up we were too busy with plans for escaping the trap we'd fallen into. "'The quack is our only hope,' Captain Corelli said, and groaned at the thought. 
if that hypochondriac idiot has brains enough to sit tight we may have a chance if they get him too we're lost the quack was a damned poor reed to lean on his name was alvin frick but no one ever used it he was twenty-nine and would never have rated a space berth as anything but a hydroponics attendant which is one step above manual labor he was short plump and scrubbed to the pink and he was the only hypochondriac i ever knew in this modern age of almost no sickness he grossed about the germs swarming in his reduction tanks and he was scared green in spite of his permanent immunization shots that he'd contract some nameless alien disease at every planetfall he dosed himself continuously with concoctions whipped up from an old medical book he had found somewhere and he spent most of his off-duty time spraying himself and his quarters with disinfectant his mania had only one good facet if he had been the careless sort hydroponics being what it is he'd have smelt like a barnyard instead of a dispensary we had never made any attempt to get rid of him since we might have drawn an even worse tank farmer but we began to wish now that we had we had hardly begun to figure ways and means of escaping when a bunch of grinning natives swung into our court and deposited the quack sleeping soundly in our midst he came to just before sundown and when we told him what had happened he promptly passed out again this time from fright a fine lot of help you are you super sterile slob i said when he woke up for the second time i probably have said worse but it was just then that the real squeeze began gaffa came back with the two scowling haslops in tow and handed us the problem his tribe had spent twenty-two years in working up we have learnt enough already from haslop gaffa said to know something of the pressures and complexities that follow the expansion of your terran realm through the galaxy and to assure us that in time we must either become a part of that realm or isolate ourselves completely we are a peaceful species and feel that we should probably benefit as much from your physical sciences as your people would from our biological skills but there is a question of compatibility that must be settled first before we may risk making ourselves known to terra so we have devised a test to determine what our course shall be we raised our brows at one another over that not guessing at the time just what the balakians really had on the ball for thousands of generations we have devoted our energies to knowing ourselves and our environment gaffa said because we know that no species can be truly balanced unless it understands itself the symbiosis between all life forms on our planet is the result of that knowledge we should like to assure ourselves that you are capable of understanding your own kind as well before we offer our services to your terran realm and therein lies the test we have arranged for you captain corelli drew himself up stiffly i think he said that the three of us should be able to unravel your little riddle if you'll condescend to tell us what it is 
Gaffa sent a puzzled look at the quack, and I could see that he was wondering why Corelli hadn't included him in the boast. But Gaffa didn't know how simple the quack could be, nor how preoccupied with his own physiology he was. One of these two, said Gaffa, pointing to the two Haslops, is the original Ira Haslop, who was stranded here twenty-two Terran years ago. The other is a synthetic creation of ours, an android, if you like who is identical cell by cell with the original so far as exterior likeness is concerned we could not duplicate the interior without dissection which of course was out of the question so we were forced to make compromises that gibbons interrupted him incredulously you mean you've created a living creature brain and all only the body gaffa said creation of intelligence is still beyond us the brain of the duplicate haslop is one of our own transplanted and conditioned to haslop's knowledge memories and ideology he paused for a moment and the waiting circle of balakians grinned with him in anticipation your problem is this gaffa said if you know here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Know yourselves well enough to merit our help then you should be able to distinguish readily between the real and false haslops if you fail we shall have no alternative but to keep you here on balak for the rest of your lives since to release you would bring other terrans down on us in force and that was it all we had to do was to take these two identical twins who looked alike thought alike and cursed alike and determine which was real and which was bogus for a very pertinent reason which you may or may not discover gaffa said the test must be limited to a few hours you have until sunrise tomorrow morning gentlemen and with that he crutched away at his skipper step-walk, taking his grinning cohorts with him. The two Haslops remained behind, glowering and grumbling at each other. The situation didn't look too bad at first. There are no two things, Captain Corelli declared, that are exactly and absolutely identical, and that applies, I should say, especially to identities it had a heartening sound i've never been long on logic 
being a very ordinary sea navigator whose automatic equipment is designed to do practically everything for him and corelli seemed to know what he was talking about gibbons being a scientist saw it differently that is not even good sophistry he said the concept of identity between two objects has no meaning whatever captain unless we have a prior identification of one or the other aristotle himself couldn't have told an apple from a coconut if he'd never seen or heard of either any fool of would know that one of the haslops grunted and the other added in the same tone hey if you guys are going at it like that we'll be here forever all right corelli said deflated we'll try another tack he thought for a minute or two how about screening them for background detail the real haslop was a bounty claimer which means that he must have made thousands of planet falls before crashing here the bogus one couldn't remember the details of all those worlds as well as the original no matter how many times he'd been told could he won't work one of the Haslops said disgustedly. Hell, after twenty-two years I can't remember those places myself. And I was there. The other Haslop gave him a dirty look. You were here, fellow. I was there. And to the captain he said, We're getting nowhere, friend. You're underestimating these Balakians. They look and act like screwballs, but they're sharp in the twenty-two years i've lived with that carbon copy of myself he's learned everything i know he's right gibbons put in he blinked a couple of times and turned pink unless the real haslop happened to be married that is i'm a bachelor myself but i'd say there are some memories that a married man wouldn't discuss even when marooned captain corelli stared at him admiringly i never gave you enough credit gibbons he said you're right how about don't help any one of the haslops said morosely i never was married and now i never will be if i've got to depend on you jerks to get me out of this mess the sun went down just then and a soft drowsy darkness fell i thought at first that we'd have to finish our investigation in the dark but the natives had made provisions for that a swarm of fireflies as big as robins sailed in from somewhere and circled around over the court lighting it as bright as day the balakian houses made a dim row of flattened shadow moons at the outskirts of the circle a ring of natives sat tailor fashion on the ground in front of them a neat trick considering that they had three legs each to fold up and grinned at us they had waited twenty-two years for this show and now that it had come they were enjoying every minute of it our investigation was pretty rough going the fireflies overhead all circled in one direction which made you dizzy every time you looked up and besides that the quack had remembered that he was a prisoner in an alien environment and was at the mercy of any outlandish disease that might creep past his permanent immunization he muttered and grumbled to himself about the risk and his grousing got on our nerves even worse than usual i moved over to shut him up and blinked when i saw him pop something into his mouth 
my first guess was that he had managed to sneak some food concentrate out of the ship somehow and the thought made me realize how hungry i was what have you got there quack i demanded come on give what are you hiding out antibiotics and stuff he answered and pulled a little flat plastic case out of a pocket it was his portable medicine chest which he carried the way superstitious people used to carry rabbit's feet and it was largely responsible for our calling him the quack it was full of patent capsule remedies that he had gleaned out of his home medical book a cut thumb a surprise headache or a sieg of gas on the stomach would never catch the quack unprepared jerk i said and went back to gibbons and corelli who were arguing a new approach to our problem it's worth a try gibbons said he turned on the two haslops who were bristling like a pair of strange dogs this question is for the real haslop have you ever been put through a rorschach thematic apperception or free association test the real haslop hadn't either of them then we'll try free association gibbons said and explained what he wanted of them water gibbons said popping it out quick and sharp spigot the haslop said together which is exactly what any spaceman would say since the only water important to him comes out of a ship's tank lake and river and spring to him are only words in books gibbons chewed his lip and tried again but the result was the same every time when he said payday they both came back binge and when he said man they answered woman with the same gleam in their eyes i could have told you it wouldn't work one haslop said when gibbons threw up his hands and quit i've lived so long with that phony that he even knows what i'm going to say next i was going to say the same thing the other one growled after twenty-two years of drinking and arguing with him we've begun god help me to think alike i tried my own hand just once gaffa says that they are exactly identical so far as outside appearance goes i said but he may be wrong or lying maybe we'd better check for ourselves the haslops raised a howl of course but it did them no good gibbons and corelli and i'd ganged them one at a time the quack refused to help for fear of being contaminated and examined them carefully it was a lively job since both of them swore they were ticklish and under different circumstances it could have been embarrassing but it settled one point gaffa hadn't lied they were absolutely identical as far as we could determine we had given it up and were resting from our labors when gaffa came grinning out of the darkness and brought us a big crystal pitcher or something that would have passed for a first-class planet punch except that it was nearer two-thirds alcohol than the fifty-fifty mix you get at most interplanetary gin mills the two haslops had a slug of it as a matter of course being accustomed to it and the rest of us followed suit only the quack refused turning green at the thought of all the alien bacteria that might be swimming around in the pitcher a couple of drinks made us feel better i've been thinking captain corelli said about what gaffa said when he limited the time of the test 
that we might or might not discover the reason for ourselves now what the hell did the grinning heathen mean by that is there a reason or was he only dragging a red herring across the bogus haslop's track gibbons looked thoughtful i sat back while he pondered and watched the quack who was swallowing another antibiotic capsule wait a minute gibbons exclaimed captain you've hit on something there he stared at the haslops they stared back unimpressed gaffa said you two were exactly alike outside gibbons said and we've proved it does that mean you're not alike inside sure one of them said but what of it you're sure as hell not going to cut one of us open to see you're confusing the issue gibbons snapped what i'm getting at is this if you two aren't made alike inside then you can't possibly exist on the same sort of diet one of you eats the same sort of food as ourselves the other can't but which is which one of the haslops pointed a quivering finger at the other it is him he said i watched him drink his dinner for twenty-two years he's the fake liar the other one yelled springing up corelli stepped between them and the second haslop subsided grumbling it's true enough only he's the one that drinks his meals this stuff in the pitcher is the food he lives on alcohol for energy with minerals and other stuff dissolved in it i drink it with him for kicks but that phony can't eat anything else corelli snapped his fingers so that's why they limited our time and why they brought this stuff to keep their fake haslop refueled all we've got to do to separate our men now is feed them something solid the one that eats it is the real haslop sure all we need now is some solid food i said you don't happen to have a couple of sandwiches on you do you everybody got quiet for a couple of minutes and in the silence the quack surprised us all by deciding to speak up since i'm stuck here for life he said a few germs more or less won't matter much pass me the pitcher will you he took a man-sized slug of the fiery stuff without even wiping off the pitcher's rim after that we gave it up as who wouldn't have captain corelli said the hell with it and took such a slug of the pitcher that the two haslops yelled murder and grabbed it quick themselves and from then on we just sat around and drank and talked and waited for the sunrise that would condemn us to balak for the rest of our lives thinking about our problem had reminded me of an old puzzle i'd heard somewhere about three men being placed in a room where they can see each other but not themselves they are shown three white hats and two black ones and then they're blindfolded and a hat is put on each of their heads when the blindfolds are taken off the third man knows by looking at the other two and by what they say just what color hat he's wearing himself but i always forget how it is that he knows we got so interested in the hat problem that the east was turning pink before we realized it none of us actually saw the sun rise though except the quack and the bogus haslop i was right in the middle of a sentence when all of a sudden my stomach rolled over and growled like a dying tiger 
and I never had such an all-gone feeling in my life. I looked at the others, wondering if the stuff in the pitcher had poisoned us all, and saw Gibbons and Corelli staring at each other with the same startled look in their eyes. One of the Haslops was hit, too. He had the same pinched expression around the mouth, and perspiration stood out on his forehead in drops as big as grapes. And then the four of us were on our feet, and dashing for open country, leaving the quack and the remaining Haslop staring after us. The Haslop who stayed looked puzzled, I thought, but the quack only seemed interested and very much entertained. I couldn't be sure of that, though. There wasn't time to look twice. When we came back to the court later, shaken and pale and bracing ourselves for another dash at any minute, we found Gaffa and his grinning chums congratulating the quack. The bogus Haslop had dropped his impersonation act and seemed very happy. "'I've learned to like Haslop so well after twenty-two years,' he said, "'that I'm quite prejudiced in favour of his species, and I'm delighted that we are to join your realm. Balak and Terra will get along famously.' I know since you people are so ingenious and appreciative of humor. We ignored the Balakians and swooped down on the quack. You put something in that pitcher after you drank out of it. You insult to humanity, I said. What was it? The quack backed off with a weary look in his eye. A recipe from the Curiosa section of my medical book, he said. I whipped up some capsules for my pocket-kit, just in case of emergency, and I couldn't help thinking of them when— Never mind the build-up, Captain Corelli said. What was it? A formula invented by ancient Terran bartenders, and not recommended except in extreme cases, the quack said. With a very odd name. It's called a twin mickey. We'd probably have murdered him then and there, if the quack's concoction had let us. Later on we had to admit that the quack had actually done us a service, since his identifying the real Haslop saved us from being marooned for life on Balak, and the Balakians were such an immediate sensation in the Terran realm that a quack's part in their admittance made him famous overnight. Somebody high up in government circles got him out of solar exploitation's fieldwork and gave him a sinecure in an antibiotics laboratory, where he wound up as happy as a pig in a peanut field. Which points up the statement I made in the beginning, that one thing you never have to worry about in solar exploitation's work is being bored. You see what I mean? End of Problem on Balak by Roger D. Haycock Read by Lars Rolander Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.